I just thank you and praise you for um, just the opportunity to, to share truth. And Spirit of God, we thank you that you give unto us the spirit of wisdom and revelation and knowledge of Jesus. Lord, you just empower us, Lord, tonight to, to receive from you. I just thank you for a word, for a word in due season. Lord, we thank you for that. Spirit of God, we recognize you as the teacher. Lord, I thank you that you fill my heart with love for these people, Lord. Let me care about them. Help me to care about them the way you care about them. So the words I speak are not just words of knowledge, but they're words of love. Lord, we thank you for edification and strength and wisdom flowing in Jesus' name. Amen. Awesome. Well, um, what I, what was laid on my heart uh, to share for this evening is I just want to talk about working through conflict. You know, that's a, it's a part of life. Um, you know, most people don't enjoy conflict. You know, there are some people that actually enjoy it, but most people don't. And, uh, but it is, a, it is a part of life working through conflict. And, you know, and something that I, you know, kind of share all the time and I'll reiterate here is, you know, the most, in, in my opinion, the most important thing in your life are your relationships. Uh, relationships greatly affect the quality of your life. Material possessions, uh, although, you know, it's, it's wonderful to have enough and, you know, to, to, to be blessed and things of that nature. It's wonderful to, for, to have all that, but, but the quality of your life is not based on the abundance of things that you have. The quality of your life is actually uh, based on your relationships. Now, number one, your relationship with God, uh, but then, uh, you know, number two, your relationship with those around you, your relationship with your spouse, your relationship with your children, your relationship with your coworkers, your friends, your family, close family, extended family, um, I, I your the quality of life is based upon that, and so a part of being in relationship with with someone um, is you're going to have times when there are disagreement. There are times when when people don't agree, and um, and in that time that's when you know conflict happens. And so what we want to do is we want to be able to to work through conflict. Um, you know the the right thing you know the not right thing to do is to, to you know push it down and not talk about it, not address it, and just push it down. Now, um, that is the way that I used to, to, to operate. You know, in my family dynamic, uh, you know, growing up, we didn't really address the, a lot of times address the way we felt. And what we would do is if we had conflict with someone or we were upset with someone, we just pushed it down and pushed it down. And then eventually we just basically get offended and remove ourselves from that person's life. And, uh, you know, would be upset or offended or angry and wouldn't talk to the person and, um, or would just eventually just kind of explode and blow up after we push things down for, for so long. And, uh, you know, that's just, that's really not wisdom. Uh, we want to work through conflict so that we're not just pushing everything down and your heart, uh, becomes, you know, a place of festering and anger and hurt and bitterness. Uh, we want to we want to work through things, and uh, that's a healthier way to do it. Now, in order to work through things, there are times when when there's going to be conflict, there's going to be disagreements, and we're going to see things differently. But it's so important to work through those things. And here's the key word concerning all of this: communication, uh, the ability to communicate to each other, to talk to each other, and to express our viewpoint. Uh, so that uh, we can work through things. Without the ability to communicate, you can't really work through anything. Uh, once again, you can just push it down or bottle it up, 
and uh, eventually it either turns sour in your heart or it explodes in in, a, in some in you know an episode of anger. And so we want to be able to talk. We want to be able to work through conflict. Now that, that's for all relationship. That's for the married relationship. Um, that's for your children. Um, that's for your you know your coworkers, your friends, uh, you know your business partners, people in ministry. There's going to be times when we don't agree. And uh, you know even in in scripture, I love how God. You know, he records the conflicts that are in Scripture. You know, we see a, a you know, a, a conflict between Barnabas and Paul uh, concerning Mark. And, um, you know, they, they had a conflict. We see um, conflict um, just amongst the churches. And they were, you know, the early church. And they would try to settle these conflicts, you know, in, in Jerusalem, which they considered, you know, their headquarters. And we see conflicts among the disciples. We see the disciples arguing who's going to be, who's going to be the greatest. You know, in in the kingdom, and, and so there's, you know, we see conflicts that are recorded in Scripture. God doesn't shy away from that. I think the Lord recognizes that, you know, it, that it is a part of life, and so uh, I do think it's important to address them. It's important to talk about them. Now, you know, men, we, uh, our natural inclination is not to talk about the way we feel, and um, and I think women, many, and this is not the case in every instance, but in a general since uh, men a lot of times have a hard time talking about the way they feel and women of course uh, many times are, are much better at that and so um, I know that you know early on in my marriage and when I'm talking about this I, this you know resolving conflict I'm not just talking about in the context of marriage uh, but I am including it in in marriage you can resolve conflict in any of the relationships that I've just described but in my experience early on in my marriage you know I came from the background where you didn't really talk about the way you felt you talk about what you're upset about. You just pushed it down and then kind of passively, aggressively responded to it. And so, or they just eventually just exploded uh, after you'd had enough. And uh, one of the things that, that my wife has really taught me is uh, to work through conflict and to talk about it and to resolve it through, through, through talking about it, you know. And it's better to get it out of the table and to talk about it than to push it down. And so... Um, and so and that might involve some heated debate. That might even involve uh, some argument. But it's, but it's better to work through it. It's better to work through it together. So now the, the key elements of actually working through it, you know, conflict and trying to work through in and of itself is not a recipe for, for success. Um, you know, just because you have conflict and you try to work through it doesn't mean you're going to be successful. <clears throat> there are some things that, that are necessary in order to work through conflict. And I think uh, one of the primary things that's extremely important is respect and honor. Um, because, man, when, when you start to operate in disrespect and dishonor, um, at that point, truth becomes irrelevant. And you're not, really, you're not really exchanging truth. You're just giving your heated point of view of why you're upset. And, and if you begin to disrespect or downgrade someone or even their perspective or opinion, you're not going to reach a resolution. The Bible says that that a contention happens through pride. And if I am in a in a state of you know disrespecting someone, uh, maybe I'm sharing doctrine and I'm going to disrespect this person in the process, or maybe I'm sharing my political point of view and I'm going to disrespect this person in the process, or or working, you know, even your children, you know, and, and certainly I believe that you know as as parents we are the authority in our home and. And what we say goes at the end of the day, but we can still 
carry ourselves in honor and, and even respect our children and respect their point of view. doesn't mean we have to agree with what they're saying, but we need to at least honor and respect. Honor and respect is something that's caught uh, more than it's taught. You know, when you are operating in honor and respect, you know, in a business situation, in a ministry situation, um, in a uh, in a family, in a marriage, um, you know, it's you can create an atmosphere of respect even in the midst of disagreement, and that is key um, in resolving conflict. Because if we throw if we we throw respect and honor out the window, then at that point uh, you're not really going to reach any type of conclusion. And so I would say, you know, number one, we have to respect respect the person's point of view, even if you don't agree with them, even if you think it's the dumbest thing in the world. Respect them as an individual in the sense that that's what they believe and that's their perspective and they're passionate about that Even though they might be passionately wrong um, In order to reach and to resolve conflict there has to be the presence of respect and has to be the presence of, of honor And Once again, that doesn't mean that you agree with them But it means that you're not going to slander them or attack them as an individual and you're not going to disrespect their point of view because at that point the only thing left is argument and emotion and there's no resolution to anything and so we want to maintain an atmosphere of respect we want to maintain an atmosphere of honor and then the next thing that we have to do in order to resolve conflict is we have to separate the say for example that you have a problem with something that someone does okay and they have a problem with something that you do okay we have to take that behavior and we have to pull it away from the identity of the person what are you talking about, Jeremiah? Well, if you come in and you're trying to resolve conflict and you're attacking the individual, you know, and you're saying, well, you're this and you're that and you're this and you're that, that's a slander fest and there's going to be no resolution. And even further than that, we're probably heaping condemnation upon the individual, which, not, which is not going to actually empower them to change. And so we want to separate the behavior from the individual. You know, what are you talking about, Jeremiah? Remember the prodigal son. You know, when, he, when the prodigal son came home to the father, he, the father never identified the son with his mistakes and with his failure. He never did that. In fact, the, the, the father called uh, for the robe, for the ring, for the shoes, uh, for the fatted calf, all of these things to remind the son, this is who you are. You know, your pig-pig experience, that doesn't define you. You know, doesn't mean that we agree with the behavior but if we just slander and attack and destroy the individual and their identity and come against them, uh, there's going to be no resolution of change for their behavior. And beyond that, we're actually going to unleash condemnation. We're going to empower failure. And so we don't want to do that. We want to do like the, the father did the prodigal son. We want to separate the behavior from the person. Do we agree with the pig pen? No. Do we agree with you know spending you know your inheritance on riotous living and prostitutes and all that thing? No, no, no. We don't agree with any of that. <clears throat> but we don't allow the individual's behavior. Uh, we don't allow their identity to be defined by that. The father never took away their sonship. And so when you're dealing with an individual, you approach them with, with respect, even if you may not agree with them. And and then when we're trying to resolve conflict, because a lot of times. You know, from my experience as a pastor, when there's conflict, generally <clears throat> both sides are wrong in some areas and both sides are right in some areas. And so I just kind of uh, approach it with that. And usually the real issue is miscommunication. 
the reason that we have conflict a lot of times is one person thinks someone's saying something or doing something a certain way or for a certain reason, and the other person, you know, is thinking the same thing, and really in the middle, the real issue is there's a miscommunication there. If we can, if we can get rid of hurt feelings, and we can get rid of pride, and we can come to the table out of a place of humility, um, then we can communicate and we can actually resolve the issue. But if I come to the table and I'm, I am identifying with my behavior and I feel like when you're trying to correct my behavior, you're correcting, you're condemning me as a person, then when you express the problem that you have, um, I'm not going to receive any form of correction because all I can hear is I'm an awful person or all I can hear is condemnation. And so if we're going to resolve conflict, we're going to have to take a step aside and have an unbiased um, uh, approach towards correcting the behavior. Um, and, and in that place, resolution can happen and resolving a conflict can happen. But as long as, you know, if you are uncorrectable, then you are going to have a real difficult time resolving conflict because generally speaking, the person you're having conflict with, they have some wrong. And you have some wrong. And I always approach it like that. Even when I have, you know, personal conflict with people, whether it be my wife or my children or, you know, in ministry or whatever, or friends, you know, I approach it with the attitude, there might be something here that I'm not seeing. And I, I might need to take an opportunity, uh, you know, to learn from this individual and not assume that I'm automatically 100% right. And that's where meekness comes in. You know, you approach the situation, you're teachable and you're meek. And you're ready to discuss and not take it personal uh, what, what's taking place, you know. And I think that we have a tendency um, to, to identify with, with, um, with a lot of times our viewpoint. And, and, and certainly as believers, as Christians, I mean, I identify with my viewpoint in Jesus. And, you know, Christ becomes our identity. And certainly that is, that's kind of a different scenario. But I think that sometimes we get so married to a certain concept or way of looking at things, and when someone disagrees with that, we actually feel personally attacked. And when you feel personally attacked, you're not going to be able to respond with logic. You're actually going to respond with emotion and defend yourself. You know, and I know that's something that I, I struggled with a lot, um, you know, years past because I had had some real challenging situations in, in, in my upbringing um, as a child, and as a result of that, I had a hard time, you know, receiving correction. But as your heart gets established in grace, as, you, as your heart gets established in righteousness and your identity in Christ, you become an individual that can become correctable, and you don't have to identify with the correction. You know, my identity, your identity, if you receive Jesus as Lord and Savior, is apart from your mistake or your behavior. The more we grow in that, the more we understand that, the more we can become teachable and correctable, and that sets the stage for us to become wise. And that's where wisdom starts to flourish because there is no there is no gaining of wisdom without the ability to be corrected. You know, the Bible says a wise man loves reproof because a wise man is more concerned about truth than they are about validating themselves. I'm going to say that a couple times. A wise person is more concerned about what is true rather than trying to justify or validate themselves. And when we spend our lives trying to justify and validate ourselves, we're actually revealing that, that we're not confident in who we are in Christ, and we're dealing with insecurity, which sets us up to, to actually operate in foolishness. Foolishness does not get driven out of someone's life until they make a decision that I'm going to choose truth, 
and I'm going to allow myself to be corrected. I'm going to humble myself, and I'm going to be allow correction to happen. And so, in in resolving conflict, we have to be in a place, you know, where we're teachable and where we're able to do that. Now, when you're trying to resolve conflict, you know, you may be operating like that, and the other person may not. And so not all conflict is going to be resolved. You know, it's just not going to happen like that. The Bible says, you know, this is a great scripture for social media, but, you know, whether you laugh or whether you get upset arguing with a fool, uh, it's fruitless. You know, and so there are certain people that have no ability to, they're not looking to make any type of change. They're not looking for truth. They're just looking to justify themselves. And when you're in that situation, you're really kind of wasting your time. Um, and, and there's not going to be a resolution of conflict and certainly not on a social media platform where other people are watching. And the social media is not a great place to resolve conflict at all. I think you're much better talking to the individual, not even typing something, talking to them, whether that be in person or on the phone or whatever. But in, in other scenarios, um, a re, you know, we, we want to, we want to resolve conflict. So we have to come to the table with a sense of meekness and humility, ready to admit that we're wrong. And then also ready to to present uh, our thoughts on the conflict, but do it from a place of respect and do it from a place of honor. And you know, this is where this is a you know passage of scripture that I really try to encourage my son with. Sweetness of lips increases learning. Now that's that's valid uh, for teaching as a minister, as a pastor, but it's also just valid for your point of view. If you're speaking something in an angry or excited or upset tone. People are less likely to hear exactly what you're saying, and they more feel the emotion that's behind it. If you can dial it down a little bit and get peace in your heart and then speak out of that place of peace, you're going to be a lot more effective uh, at conveying your point of view. And so uh, and so, really, the, the primary issue of resolution of, of conflict uh, is, number one, communication, respect, honor, and then not, not taking it personal. You know, when we personalize a viewpoint, and when when we uh, feel offended, you know, there was a time in my life, you know, I was having I was having lunch with a friend of mine today, and he's got another friend that is a uh, is a you know pretty hardcore atheist, you know, and this guy loves to loves to, to argue and loves to debate and stuff like that concerning concerning atheism, you know, and he likes to shock people, you know, and so um and so he's like, yeah, man, you know, it'd be, it'd be fun to get you two guys together, and I thought, ah, probably not. Because um, I used to be that atheist guy who liked to shock people and liked to argue and liked to debate and all those type of things. And there would have been a time when that type of person uh, would have had the ability to hurt my feelings or make me feel offended personally because they were attacking my faith. But as I've grown in the Lord, I realize it's not my job to convince everyone. And if they don't agree with me or they don't believe in Jesus, at the end of the day, it's really none of my business. You know, my job, and I would never argue with an atheist anymore. I would love them, and I would pray for them, and that's it. Now, it, there may be select times when there's time to sit down and have a conversation, but only if it can be done in a place of respect, in a place of honor, so that we can actually transfer truth. And, and most of the time, that's not the case. we got two emotional people who, who, who are um, feeling offended and feeling upset, and then you just got a yelling match, whether that's on social media or that's in person. And so there would have been a time when I would have felt like I had to justify myself to the critic. I don't feel like that anymore. I don't have to do that anymore. More confident in what I believe 
And, you know, one of the things that I say pretty regularly is as you grow in grace, uh, you, you lose the need to, to, uh, to defend yourself to your critics. You know, you lose the need to justify yourself. There's a lot of argument and a lot of, 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 of things like that is really just attempts at us really trying to justify ourselves. And so what we want is we want truth. We want wisdom. Uh, we want to, to resolve something. And, uh, and then there are times when it's not going to be resolved and you're not going to agree. And that's okay. But I, there still needs to be an atmosphere of respect and honor. I have people on social media that I disagree with tremendously. Now listen, as I'm sharing all this, I'm not saying I'm 100% on this and operating this all the time. Because sometimes I get in the flesh and, uh, you know, and I argue with somebody on social media or whatever. So please don't think I'm over here like, you know, I got it all together because I don't. Uh, sometimes I do well and sometimes I don't. I do find myself doing better than what I used to do. Um, but um, there are times when you're not going to agree. But just because you don't agree with someone doesn't mean that you have to uh, attack their character or attack them as an individual or disrespect them because you're never going to win them over to your point of view by attacking them. You're never going to do that. You have to. If we want to be effective at conveying truth, we have to carry ourselves with respect. We have to carry ourselves with honor. And really, above everything that I've just mentioned, we have to love people that disagree with us. And so there are times when resolution is going to happen. There are times when it's not going to happen. You know, there are times when we're going to agree. There's times when we're not going to agree. But ultimately, we want to resolve conflicts, certainly, in our, in our close personal relationships with our spouse, with our children. And we have to make a decision to work through it. We have to make a decision to talk it out. And I know that a lot of times that's not something that, that, that people – it wasn't my natural inclination. I shared my natural inclination earlier. My natural inclination just pushed everything down. But this is something that my wife honestly has taught me. We need to talk it out. We need to work through it uh, because there needs to be some form of resolution, and that requires sitting down and communicating and trying to maintain an attitude and an atmosphere of peace so that we can actually convey truth. You know, the enemy's always trying to twist communication. I think a good portion of the problems that we have in the world is a result of, of inability to communicate. People are offended. People are upset. They think, they think you're saying one thing, and really you're saying something else. There's a ton of miscommunication that's on the planet right now, and there's greater level of platform to communicate with everybody in the world. And as a result of that, there's this explosive divisiveness and division uh, because a lot of times the reason that people are, are on opposite ends of the spectrum is they don't have the ability to communicate or see someone else's perspective. And so, so anyway, so resolution of conflict, man, it's a big part of life, and it's a big part of the, of the quality of your life. And it's important. You've got to talk it out. you got to re remain respectful, remain honorable. Don't take it personal. Sit it out on the table and, and work through it, you know, and forgive. And don't hold, don't hold grudges and don't hold things against people. That's one of the beautiful things about being a believer is that you're forgiven of all. But because of the fact that you're forgiven of all, you're not required to forgive all. You don't have the right to hold ought against anyone. You lost that right uh, when, when, you, when you came into Christ. You know, that's just not an option anymore. We have to freely we have received, freely we have to give. And so, I don't know, I just wanted to encourage you in that. I don't know that I've ever really spoken on this subject before. Um, but, uh, but so, yeah, yeah, resolution of conflict. It's a big part of the quality of life. And so, I uh, just wanted to share that this evening. And uh, I'll, I'll just, just a moment, if anyone has a question or anything that they would like to, 
to add in or even a comment that they would like to add in. I'll take just a, a few minutes and, and wait to see if anybody has anything um, that they would like to, to share concerning, uh, you know, resolution of conflict. Um, so it's a part of life, though, and uh, it's kind of where the rubber meets the road concerning the fruit of the Spirit, you know. Um, but uh, but I tell you what, as conflict is resolved, you know, in your interpersonal relationships, man, you grow together, uh, you know, and you, you learn from each other. And, you know, a lot of times development doesn't happen on the sunny, beautiful days when everything's perfect. Real development happens in the trenches. Real development happens when the challenges come and, and, and you know, we have to work through things. And so it's not always a bad thing, you know. And, and sometimes, you know, I'm one of the things I share a lot in counseling is when something really kind of explodes and things kind of go south and it looks like this major conflict um, is it, happening, uh, really a lot of times it's the catalyst for change. Because things don't change until the boat gets rocked a little bit. And sometimes it's good for the boat to get rocked. I know it's not fun. I know it's not happy. But, you know, it's important for people not to just keep things in. they got to get them out. they got to work through it. they got to talk about it. We really want to move forward. So, anyway, I don't see anybody asking any questions. And thank you guys for the encouragement. So I'll just close this out in prayer. Father, I just thank you and praise you for everybody watching now and in the future that you give us wisdom, Lord. Help us to... Be conflict resolvers. Help us to be peacemakers, Lord. We are called to be peacemakers. And we don't compromise truth in that. We take a stand for truth. But we carry ourselves in such a way that the peace within us is upon us and in our words and in our actions, Lord. We are the salt. We are the light. We are a part of the answer. We are not a part of the problem, Lord. And we just thank you for that. Thank you for giving us wisdom and leading us in it, Lord. I, I just pray blessing over people's relationships. Lord, I speak blessing over marriages. I speak blessing over children. I speak blessing over grandchildren and friends and co-workers and fathers and mothers and grandmas and cousins and aunts and uncles. And Lord, I just declare a blessing over relationships. Lord, you are a God of relationship. And Lord, you want, uh, you're in relationship with yourself and the Trinity. And Lord, you called us to be in relationship with each other and with you. And I thank you for the grace to do that, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Awesome. God bless you guys. I will talk to you all.